Hello, Tile friends. Welcome back to another episode of Tile Money, the podcast where I, Luke Miller, interview and discuss the business of tile installation. Today, I'm interviewing Paul Lucia out of Houston, Texas. Paul, how are you today? Good this morning. And yourself? I'm doing really good. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to, to be an interview on my podcast. And I know we're all going to learn a lot from, from what you've created, the business you've created there, Cabot and Row. Can you tell us a little bit about your business, how long you've been there, et cetera? I came to Houston in 1993, or 94, to build my brother's house. I'm originally from the Philadelphia area. Uh, the reason why Cabinet Row is the name of the company is anybody familiar with the section around suburban Philadelphia is, uh, you know, that's where Washington crossed the Delaware and lots of steeped in history. So I wanted a business name that sounded like we were the lawyers that funded the Mayflower. Okay. Because those were the people I was targeting. Uh, right. John Cabot lent money to King George to fight the Americans. So... Anybody who knows that is my target audience. Okay. Excellent. I like that. Very specific. Yeah. Very nice. So so you've been doing business there then since 94 in Houston. Correct. Okay. Before we get into the meat of your business, do you have any hobbies or interests after work? I uh, enjoy playing pool. I'm in an eight ball league uh, okay. a couple nights a week. Uh, keeps me active and out of the house. Otherwise, I... Uh, have an RV. We love traveling across the United States and national parks and oh, there's so much out there to see. So we do that about two months a year. We take road trips. Good for you. Excellent. Yeah. That sounds really nice. All right. So, you know, um, in our Facebook group, Tile Money, we were discussing pricing um, earlier this morning, in fact. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting is you said a couple things about your market and I know I've been watching, you know, some of the nationwide markets in Texas and maybe some other places, other states are, are known to be very competitive, very cutthroat when it comes to pricing. And you even said it's not uncommon to see signs offering for a dollar a square foot um, installation price for tile. I assume tile flooring, correct? Correct. Uh, yeah. I mean, you can go on Craigslist Houston today and mm. see people advertising for a dollar or 75 cents a square foot. Wow. So would you say that the mindset in, in Houston and your area is to, to be the cheapest bidder? And to I think the concept amongst customers is uh, I can hire some migrant for a low amount of money and, and there's no value to the work mm -hmm. uh, because I don't really care if this guy earns a living or not. And, and sad to say that that's true. And and. I see that a lot of times in, in postings on Nextdoor and things like that. You know, I need my house painted, my, my million dollar house painted. Yeah. Who can do it cheap? Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Uh, and then conversely, there's a lot of guys out there, businessmen of all stripes, who just, I, I got to get more work. I got to get more work. I got to be in line with everybody else. If I'm a little bit cheaper, I'll work more. Mm -hmm. Well, it's true. But you wind up giving it away. Yeah yourself to death yeah yeah that's what i see is a lot of a lot of these competitive prices um you might still be able to make a, a living and maybe even a good living um but a lot of a lot of people are working really long hours and working six or seven days a week to bring home you know what should be brought home in 40 hours or less correct so it's it's pretty sad out there so now 
on with your business now, I'm going to quote you again. Your pricing seems to be much higher. Um, of course, you offer you know a lot more to your clientele, and we we're going to talk about that. But you mentioned that together with a helper, your daily rates could be somewhere around fifteen hundred a day. Correct. Do remodel work. So let's talk about how you've distinguished yourself and how you found your customer base in a market such as Houston. My belief is the keys to the kingdom for me rely on interior designers because they are right at the top. They're working for, you know, the wife, the husband, these people are captains of industry or philanthropists or whoever who can afford to drop, you know, $120 a square foot on some tile. Okay. Well, if they're spending that to buy it, you'd really want somebody skilled to put it in and who can guarantee their work. Yeah. And, And that's a big deal to me is, being able to guarantee our work forever. I mean, I've, I've given a lifetime guarantee my entire career and it doesn't make sense why anybody wouldn't. Right. So you, you give a lifetime warranty on all your work, no matter who. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's stone and cement. It should be there forever. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. That's kind of what I've been thinking a lot about lately is, you know, because of course, if you followed what I've been doing, I've been interviewing, you know, companies who offer lifetime, warranties or 25 50 year warranties Mm -hmm. and a lot of the discussions in the groups um when when warranties come up i've kind of been surprised at the lack of willingness on contractors parts to offer a really long warranty for their work Um, i've always thought you know like you thought this shouldn't ever need to go anywhere you know unless if somebody wants to aesthetically change something so that's interesting Um, correct let me tell you a quick story on that okay I, I started in tile work when I bought a house next door to an 80-year-old Italian master. Okay. So I started helping him out, being a good neighbor. I was 25. Okay. And we would go to job sites that he had done 50 years prior. We'd walk into this bathroom, and it looked like he did it yesterday. Wow. It was all wet set, sand, cement, and that was it. Wow. <laughs> you know, no bag, nothing your grout choice was gray. I mean, he right. did it old school. Yeah. And so now I'm thinking if we have all these fancy products and membranes and waterproofing and uh, uncoupling and crack isolation and sound control, I should be able to at least match what he did with yeah. sand and cement. Yeah. It's a no brainer. Plus that also distinguishes me from everybody else in my market because you got to remember they are thinking it's just some guy with a bucket of tools from the Home Depot parking lot. Right. Right. So are you offering, you know, and, and telling everybody about your, your warranty that you stand behind your work? Correct. Normally what happens when we go out for an estimate is I, uh, I do an on the spot estimate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just got my pricing down really well. I do it time and materials. Uh, I will make allowances for tile if they don't have anything picked out. Okay. And we sometimes change the numbers as they select materials or options. But when I go home, I write them an email that says, this is the ballpark price we came up with. And included in that is uh, a statement to the effect of, with every job, we work one job at a time, five days a week, eight hours a day, until it's finished. You have our complete attention. Okay. Uh, along with that comes our lifetime guarantee that your shower will never leak and your tiles will never fall or crack off the wall. 
I mean, I don't warranty earthquakes or floods or anything like that. I mean, it's common sense, but it's, it's just extremely reassuring to the customer that I'm going to be around. You know, I've lived in the same house for 20 years in a nice neighborhood. They know where to find me. Right. Yeah, that's, that's huge. I really like that. Um, going back to the designers, I, I just wanted to touch on that for a few more minutes. Um, would you, how much of your work comes from designers? Uh, I think that's the, the tip of the spear kind of thing. It gets my foot in the door. And then once I work for a client and I want to keep working for that client, uh, cause I do, I do, um, try to screen them out. Uh, then I tell them, Hey, you know, anybody else who needs work done, or if you really, uh, enjoyed what we did, thank you for this huge check. Uh, please tell all your friends. Right. And I make sure I say that. And I, and I use humor and, and my sparkling wit to, uh, charm them into, you know, that they're going to go back to work. They're going to go to a cocktail party. They're going to go to a new year's Eve party and say, Hey, this guy just did my bathroom. He was so wonderful. You have to hire him. And, and that's what I not only want them to say, but I encourage them to say that so that that's how my business spreads. The designer gets me in the door and the rest is up to me. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. I think that's a really important point be, that you just stressed because so many of us rely on word of mouth and repeat business and repeat customers. But unless you're, you know, kind of gently prodding, that's not quite the word I want to use, but nudging, you know, gently, you know, telling them, Hey, please tell, tell your friends about me, you know, and then maybe stay in contact. Do you stay in contact with your customers? Do you have a, a system in place to stay in contact? Um, yeah, I call them back every once in a while. Certainly, uh, like we just finished a house right before Christmas. It was a, uh, kitchen bathroom remodel where we remodeled about half the house. It's a small house. Okay. So they just moved in. So it's going to take a while for them to get furniture and decorate. And then so I'll come back in a few months and say, hey, now that it's all done, can I go do a photo shoot? And, you know, did you think of any other projects you'd like done? Or, hey, yeah. did you talk to your other friends? And, and I don't mind at all asking them, you know, what friends, have you had them over? And what did they like? What did they didn't like? And yeah. uh, get feedback that way. That's great. That's my goal is that I want to be their answer guy when it comes to everything related with their house. Okay. If they got a light bulb out, I want them to call me. Yeah. Uh, if I can't fix it, I know somebody who does. Mm -hmm. uh, so having a good network of subcontractors and, and fellow colleagues that you can refer stuff to is, is critical. Yeah. Uh, it takes years to find anybody decent yeah. uh, that I can trust. Um, and so that way, whenever they have a question about their house, they just call me. Yeah. So I like it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, that's another great point. Thank you. Yeah. Having that referral list, how many times do we get asked, Hey, do you know an electrician or a painter, et cetera? And if we can't, you know, if we have an answer for our customer, Hey, you know, this guy, I recommend him or here's two choices or whatever the case might be you know, they're going to, they're going to think, Hey, that Paul, he's a professional and he works with professionals. You know, we want to refer people that make us look good other than saying, well, I don't know. I mean, even when it comes to tile work, I'll, I get to know the other good tile contractors because if mm -hmm. I'm too busy, I'll say, well, call, you know, call Adam or call, you know, Mike down South 
or whatever the case is, because I want to look like I know, you know, and I, I want to leave an impression on that person's mind. Exactly. And, and, but I'm not afraid to say, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an excellent drywall guy. Unfortunately, he moved back to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I haven't found a replacement yet. Yeah. Uh, so I'll tell them that. I mean, you know, it's what happens. It, and that short little story makes it more humanizing and reasonable and, you know, that they can understand that. You know? Yeah. It sounds to me like you built your business on communication. Would you say that's true? Uh, communication and customer service. Uh, I, I like to think that we offer a concierge level of service. Okay. You know, I often give estimates at work. I'm sorry, after work at night. Okay. And, uh, you know, for busy professionals or, or moms and, you know, with kids and school and stuff, it's, it's a lot easier for them to meet a contractor in the evening than um, during daytime hours. Plus, that allows me to work all day long. <laughs> You know, I can put in an eight-hour day without having to take off to go give an estimate. Um, That's where it keys in the -the on-the-spot estimates. takes me about, if we do the full spiel, about two hours to run through a complete bathroom remodel and for me to hand them a price. Okay. The other thing that that alleviates me from is having to go back to my office or home and try to remember whose estimates I got to crank out before, you know, two weeks goes by and I forget all about it. Um, The other thing is, is that giving them an on the spot estimate gives them a price right array so they can decide whether or not I'm in their price category or that's what they expected. Plus it's also a lot harder for them to tell me no to my face (laughs) than by an email. Right. Um, The other thing is with, going back to the concierge level of services, when I'm giving that estimate, uh, the first thing I always talk about is protecting their home. Uh, We talk about taking down artwork, uh, removing objects from a narrow hallway, uh, then removing their personal items uh, so that when we get there, um, you know, we put down tarps and plastic and all that other stuff. Uh, But the first thing we talk about is he's going to protect my house. You know, he's got my interests in mind. Right. And, you know, and we talk about things that they would never have thought about, you know, certainly art on the other side of the wall. Um, Do they have pets that we need to be concerned about escaping or taking care of during the day? You know, things like that. And and they really appreciate it. And and that comes with a price that they're willing to pay. Yeah. Yeah. It's all those little things that add up and really sell the difference. Now, let me ask you a question. When you're, you say you give on the spot estimates because you know, you've been doing this long enough, you know, your numbers. Um, are you giving, I, I understand you're, you, you know, you want to get in the, in the person's house and you want to give this estimate in the house. Are you doing any pre-qualifications before you go to their house? Um, usually I ask who referred them, how they found me. Okay. Um, and, and that's usually a good indication. Uh, luckily my, I use next door. And much like I do the John Bridge Forum, where I give out advice for free. Yeah. Hey, uh, you want to regrout, but you may want to look at these other things. Um, or our houses were not built to be able to support tile. You'll need an extra beam or some, some more joists. And I'm not saying, hey, I want to come over and give you a price. I'm just saying is, you know, this is the kind of friendly neighborly advice. Yeah. So um, with that, or which designer sent them, or which tile showroom sent them, 
Plus, I also look up their house on Zillow or the uh, local tax authority website, see how long they've owned it, how much they paid for it, when they moved in, any improvements they've had done. So I got a little bit of a history before I walk in the front door. Okay. Nice. I like that approach. Uh, on next door, so are you finding quite a bit of leads there by, you know, I know you're just being helpful and neighborly. Do you get a lot of people calling you from next door? Yeah, fortunately, I, I live in a, uh, I was smart enough to luckily buy in a neighborhood that is now a desirable place to live. Okay. And the average home price probably starts around half a million. Okay. Um, so, and being Houston, we have a ton of engineers and doctors running around and largely, you know, they're going to do their homework um, online somewhere researching waterproofing materials or something before um, they call. And that's when my name will appear. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I like that. I guess that, that is interesting about next door. You, you obviously have to live in the neighborhood where you want to market to. Well, but before that there was John bridge, right? Right. And, you know, I, I, I find it stunning that, you know, I live in the fourth largest city in America and there's me and me on John Bridge. Really? <laughs> like, why aren't there 10 of us? There's wow. certainly enough work for all of us. Yeah. But you think, uh, and here, here's a good example of the, using the Internet and people the, today's estimate, the one I had this afternoon, she found me through John Bridge and didn't know it. Okay. Because um, I go, oh, that website with the yellow and blue, and oh, that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so they know I'm on there. Right. But I had this customer. She uh, got fed up, an average soccer mom. She got fed up with her showers leaking. Mm-hmm. Went online and researched uh, leak-proof showers and found out, hey, you can do this. Yeah. Um, so she researches everybody's methods and falls in love with uh, Vetti. So she does what everybody does, of course, is she calls Germany. <laughs> so they said, well, we don't know who in Houston installs our product, but if you call this Dow Tile, they'll tell you. Okay. So she, her next phone call is to Dow Tile. So she calls him up and Johnny answers the phone and he says, look, he doesn't install Vetti products, but if you want it done right, call Paul. Okay. So now think about how short that chain is. Some woman I had never met lives 20 miles away, desperate to not have her shower leak, and I get the lead. So I go over there, and there's another remodeling company already doing her bathroom. So I'm there just to do the tile work okay. and waterproof the shower. And the owner of the company comes over, and he's irate. How can you charge so much to do this? I can't believe you done it. Well, and I show them what I'm doing. And at the time, it was a full curdy show. Well, the salesman comes over. How do you get to do this? How, how, how is it you get to charge so much? So I show him it's a curdy shower. And yeah. he's fascinated. He has never seen this before. And he goes, wait a minute. You mean I can charge a premium for this? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm doing it right now. Yeah. And he just thought it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah. It's out there. You can do it. Yeah. I love that story. That's, yeah. a, that's a perfect story. I mean, someone 
the power of the internet. Someone 20 miles from your house ends up call, you know, finding John Bridge, calls Germany, then back, brings it back home closer to you, and you've had a relationship with Del Tile, the showroom, and they know you by name and know the quality of work, and they say, call, call Paul, and you get the job. That's, yep. That's great. Happens regularly. And that goes along with some, another quote. I wanted to quote you again. Talking about marketing, you said, we market ourselves as learned problem solvers. Can you expand on that thought? Uh, sure. I, I, I don't have the greatest people skills. <laughs> I don't think so anyway. Um, so I, I, I pose myself as, you know, I, I take advantage of my gray hair and I put on my uh, plaid flannel jacket and pull my best Bob Via routine where, you know, um, yeah. yeah, I don't need this job, but let me tell you, you know, so okay. <laughs> kind of thing, but you know, in a polite way, we have fun during our estimates. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I have, but I've got the whole thing worked out and what helps is I bring my laptop and, um, on there is a, a file of pictures that shows how a liner should have been done and, and what happens when they're not. And so I, I teach them what they have and, and why we don't want it and why it's failed. So it's sort of like x-ray vision and that I just can quickly walk them through all this stuff without boring them to tears or losing them along the way. Um, they understand the problem. And then I, of course, come along with the answer of, no, this is how we're going to fix it and why it will never happen again and mm -hmm. why I can give you a lifetime guarantee. And um, so that way they, they understand the process. And one woman went so far as to say to me, I wish you never told me that. And I asked her why. And she said, well, because now I can't hire my regular tile guy ever again. <laughs> <laughs> because he obviously doesn't know. And so then I right then will say something like, now everybody else who comes in to give you a bid, ask them how they're going to waterproof their shower. Because if they're going to do the same method you just had me, that's failing. Right. Why would you want to do that again? Right. And the vast majority of my competition still does vinyl liners, 80 year old technology. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. I, I can tell you right now, I mean, just from having this conversation with you, I've got to change the way I'm doing estimates because I'm, my mindset is I'm in and out, you know, probably in 30 minutes and I give my price without a lot of explanation. So I need to, I need to improve. I'll yeah. It's making a human connection with the customer. And where I learned this was from many years ago, I went from having 15 employees to being able, barely being able to feed myself. Okay. So I was delivering pizzas at night. And I thought, well, I'm not going to go to my local pizza store. These people don't, can't afford a tip. So I went a couple neighborhoods away into a wealthy suburb. And I noticed that they all had entry halls with grandfather clocks and Oriental rugs. So I went home and became expert in grandfather clocks and Oriental rugs. Okay. So that the next time they would call in, I would remember their dog's name. Oh, you're the people with that lovely view over the mountainside. 
and my tips were then five or six times everybody else's because it was a human connection. It wasn't about delivering a pizza anymore. Mm-hmm. It was a person they cared about yeah. delivering something to their home that they wanted. And it's still the same basic philosophy today, just for more money. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. So, so you were, did I hear that right? You were, you had a business and then you were delivering pizza at night. Yeah. I, I hitched my wagon to one company. They went under and I went with them. Okay. And I learned never do that again. Okay. I see. I see. Like, it's like working for one general contractor. Why would you want to do that? Yeah. So what, what could you tell a, um, a person who's just starting out, maybe they're just thinking about, you know, creating a business, a tile business or remodeling business. What kind of advice would you say, you know, knowing what you know now, what would you tell, tell them or tell yourself um, as a younger man? Uh, one, know your numbers. Um, if you're laying an underlayment, you have to know how long it takes you to do that, what that underlayment costs you. Um, and then conversely, your overhead, your profit and all that stuff. You got to have your numbers down cold. Mm-hmm. Um, without that, you're, you're, you could be wasting money or making too much in other areas and, and you really have to have that down. Yeah. Uh, and that's fairly simple to do. Uh, uh, a, a continuing education course and an accountant will get you straight on that. The other thing is you got to know your craft and you got to produce it because that's what these people are paying for. Uh, you know, if you do a shitty job installing somebody's brakes on their car and their car doesn't stop, eh, they're not going to hire you again. Right. So you got to know your product. Yeah. Um, so uh, continue education, uh, uh, you know, know your reps. Uh, don't be afraid to say, I don't know. Try things out. Uh, visit other colleagues, learn how they do stuff. You really got to know your craft. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is the, the third part is you can be experts in both of those, but you got to have some sort of sales um, skills and, and find your niche. There are guys who love commercial work. Personally, I can't stand it. Um, but if that's your niche, then, then be the best at it. Yeah. And people are looking for that. They're willing to pay for that. Yeah. Good, good, good. Three, three pointers there. Know your numbers, um, know your niche. And know your craft. Yes, definitely. You need all three of those. Okay, excellent. What um, What was a was there was there like a a life changing moment or a business changing moment or a group or a book you read? Can you kind of pinpoint something or was it? <laughs> I know exactly when that was. Okay. Um, I was doing a job in Lake Charles, which is 170 miles away, and we were bored at night in the hotel room. And I finally decided to join the John Bridge Forum. Okay. This was quite a few years ago. And it was just a stroke. I mean, I thought it was hot shit and I knew everything like everybody does. And, and I learned very rapidly. <laughs> I was ashamed of what I did. I thought, you know, my work was crap all of a sudden. And, you know, I needed to really up my game and learn stuff. Yeah. Fortunately, the fine people on that website were there to more than help be happy to lend a hand and, and teach me what I needed to know. Yeah. And I was eager to learn it. Very fortunately, John Bridge lives in Houston. 
and had five adopted children, none of whom are witches in the tile industry. So he was about to retire (laughs) and wanted somebody to basically hand the torch to. Yeah. So uh, John has referred a number of people to me. Um, Coincidentally, his sons own restaurants in my neighborhood. So it's this coincidence of happenstance that just, I happened to be in the right place. Also that nobody else from Houston was on John bridge. Mm-hmm. So I had a lock on the market. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I, it stuns me to this day Yeah. Uh, with a city with so many engineers running around and certainly with the oil industry and the energy industry here. Um, in fact, that's one of my jokes I make when I get to somebody's house is uh, who in the house is the engineer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and usually somebody is of some sort. Um, yeah. That's when I know that I know they can handle the math right away and, and the chemistry right away. Okay. Uh, Cause that's their thing. Um, but yeah, that, that getting onto the John bridge forum turned the world around. Yeah. Uh, I, I got to meet a bunch of really, really great people who have really the best of the industry in mind. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm not as active on there um, as I used to be, but I remember you, Paul, and you are you are active on there. Um, I remember, you know, commenting, having discussions. These are all things that we should be doing. Um, if we can't do it on a local level, like I, I have, you know, a two-year-old, so I wasn't able to go out and do a lot of things like after-hours type of networking. So I, I also have gotten more involved in, of course, the Facebook groups in the last two years than I have been. And it's, it's also up my game. And for anybody who doesn't know the John bridge forms, you know, before Facebook was the place to go. And John has marketed that as a DIY kind of help center. So that's when Paul talks about leads, that's why it's so powerful to be on there and be active because the John bridge forms again is the biggest DIY tile help on the internet. So when people are searching or why does a shower leak or how can I build a shower, you know, and then they decide to hire a professional. They're already familiar with it. They're going to ask. And almost weekly, you probably see somebody saying, you know, across the country, I'm talking about, you know, is there a tile professional in Colorado, Denver or whatever? So if you're the one guy on in there, you know, chances are you'll get that, that lead at least if not the whole job. Plus, in the signature line, I could add my company website. Okay. So that upped my Google score and gave people an easy way to find me. Yeah. Because usually people have heard of me somehow through a referral or, uh, you know, web searching. And then I just got to make it easy for them to to get my phone number. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Well, I I really appreciate it, Paul. Thank you for taking the time. to to interview here on the tile money podcast do you, do you have time for a little more real quick yeah for sure for sure definitely I, I wanted to expand a little bit more about you know um that we what we charge per day and like i said it's fifteen hundred dollars a day for me and a helper mm-hmm. uh, and and why we can do that okay uh compared to competition the going rate for a tile setter in houston is about 120 dollars a day okay so so there's obviously a over 10 times multiplier there. And how can this happen? Uh-huh. Uh, as, as we've covered, it's those guys are not my competition. 
and John Bridge preached that endlessly, and I finally sunk into my thick head. Um, if they want to hire those guys, they're going to hire those guys. Right. So I don't even worry about them. That that's just not who I have to think about. I'm only focused on the customer and what their perception is. And I've preached before the whole uh, concept is perception of value. If the customer perceives that the money they're going to pay me has value to them, they're going to pay me. Um, and, and I often equate this to a Starbucks cup of coffee as opposed to buying one at Dunkin' Donuts. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of people who buy coffee at Starbucks and a lot more who buy it at Dunkin' Donuts. Well, I'd rather make my money selling an expensive cup of coffee than 10,000 cheap cups of coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you find those customers and how do you flush them out? And, and that's really the mindset that allows me to charge what I charge, which I think is fair for what we do. I, I'm, you know, we're highly talented at what we do. We guarantee it forever. Um, you know, as been said before. So um, that puts us on a par with other learned professionals who do what they do. I mean, yes, I work manually for a living, but that doesn't mean what I do doesn't have value. So with that concept in mind, it's how can you uh, get the customers to understand that you're the person they want to hire? And and way back when I I was clicking through the John Bridge site and I saw a website for Madronas Tile. Are you familiar with them at all? I've heard of them, yeah. yeah. I think they're up in Washington or Oregon. And they're in some tiny little town. Right. Their work was just stunning. I mean, just, this was before Waterjet, and they were doing vent covers and stuff. It was just amazing work. Yeah. I started to chat with them. I'm like, well, how can you charge them, you know, when you live in this tiny little town? And they're like, well, we've trained them that this is just what it costs. Yeah. And I got it, like, right away that this is what a good job costs yeah. and they want to hire you or they don't. So yes. to all the other guys out there, <laughs> don't worry about what your competition charges. Yeah. If they want you, they're going to hire you. So you have to present yourself as a way in a way where they would be confident in knowing that they're getting value for their money. Their perception is you're the guy. Yes. So be the guy. It's it's really all it is. <laughs> yeah. Be that. Be the guy. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Thank you for sharing, expanding on that as well. Um, I know a lot of people are going to have, you know, trouble wrapping their head around that. But you did a really good job explaining that, you know, you don't want every customer, and you. No. Right. <laughs> I assume you've kept your business small on purpose, correct, yes. Paul? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm 56 years old. I, I don't need to work every day. I don't want to work every day. I, I want to get my RV when I can and, and see the country. Yeah. Um, you know, I, but the hard work is paying off. It took me a while to get there. You know, <laughs> it's not like this happened overnight. Um, but, yeah, it's um, – it's, it's, it's a working model. So, and I it's, want to, uh, it works for me. It can work for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. You in Houston. And, and you know, what's interesting too, is a lot of the stuff we talk about, like 
you know, protect, like taking pictures off the wall, protecting the home, spending two hours on a, on a free estimate that you might not, you know, see a return on. These are all not possible if you're charging too little, if you're charging competitively. One by one, you start to take these things away. You, you take away the two hour visit, first of all. I mean, because, you, you know, you want to, you, you have to do 10 30 minute visits. Um, you take away protecting the home because there's, you can't even afford the plastic and, and blue tape to do it. <laughs> right. So, you know, and there's a market for those people. They're, if they're, so, like, like you said, Paul, if they're going to hire the 10 the dollar square foot guy, that's what they're going to do at the end of the day. But you found your market over here and you've said, I only need, you know, 20 customers a year or whatever the case is. You don't need it. that. We, we might do, and we do larger projects. We do complete bathroom remodels. I mean, just the occasional backsplash and the occasional kitchen floor. Sure. Uh, but generally, we're at a customer's house for about a month. So I probably do, on a good year, 10 projects. Okay. I see. Nice. Yeah. And how about, how about your help? Um, does he mind having two months off a year? Or how does that work? <laughs> no, I made the smartest move of my life, and I married him. So uh, <laughs> we travel together and, uh, you know, vacation that way. Uh, I see. I see. That's how it Good. Yeah. Well, that way we don't have to worry about vacation times and scheduling right. and everything else. So yeah, uh, that's, that's worked out nicely. That makes a lot of sense, Paul. I know a lot of guys were probably wondering that I was, I was thinking too, I don't know if I could get a helper to stick around for two months, but, um, well, <laughs> the luxury of being 56 years old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I mean, I, I applaud you. I, I, something to look forward to and something to, you know, set a goal for. Yeah. And then there's, you know, diversity as well. Um, you know, tiling is, or remodeling is portion of it. I have a, some, uh, small empire of, uh, rental property as well. Oh, I see. Okay. So that's a, a, a side income that really helps. And yeah. for how we work, that is, is, you know, we buy a house, a, a shell and then work on it when I'm not working at work. Uh huh. So that so we'll have something to do in the meantime, uh, just to keep busy, you know, between contracts. Um, okay. So we're not in a rush to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to be in a rush in this business, that's for sure. No, I I say that all the time. Uh, we get paid for finesse. Mm. You know, you you want the bulls in a china shop, you're hiring somebody else. That that's not us. Yeah. Uh, I I don't bid by the square foot. I don't even think that way. Uh, yeah because it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time again, Paul, and I, I hope to have you back someday and kind of continue this conversation. Oh, my pleasure. Be willing to. And thank you for being act, an active member in my Facebook group. <laughs> well, still learning. Yeah. No problem. Excellent, excellent. All right, Paul, well, I hope you enjoy the, the rest of your 2018 here. We're winding down, counting the hours down, I guess. <laughs> well, hopefully I can land this estimate this afternoon. I'm pretty sure it's uh, going to be a good one. So I'm confident you will. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Paul, take care. Bye.